The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Right, infidels, you found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! First one didn't do the job. This one definitely will. Times two, perhaps. Montez, keep it. Ah! Watch out for Bunch. Oh, going after the fingers again of Montez Ford. Oh. That was Ridge Holland. How quickly things turn. Tag made to Butch. On the offensive against Angelo Dawkins. Oh, oh, kicking a slam to the cover. Huge win for the Brawling Brutes. Here are your winners, the Brawling Brutes. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Bailey and the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Dakota Kai and EO Sky Damage Control. Trust me, I would love nothing more than to torment you more, Bailey. So, how about tonight? You versus me. And you're right, Lily does bite, but I still do too.
the brick. Oh, oh look at Johnny Gargano! Gargano. What, what is this clown doing out here? You saw a theory did to him last week, Corey. After the match. Oh, right into a super kick! He's just standing there in his defense. Look Are you freaking? Gargano just stole the damn money in the bank briefcase. He's not just standing there. Oh! God! Took the briefcase away right when it looked like Austin Theory was gonna use it. About to go for bad to one. Papa Powerbomb! To the cover! One, two, three! A victory for Kevin Owens! What's up, AJ? We haven't spoken in a while. You faving me or something? <laughs> no, we haven't spoken since you joined Judgment Day and turned your back on me. But now we've talked, so that's over, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Only one of those things is true. Sure, I'm with the Judgment Day now, but I never turned my back on you. Has there ever been one moment in all the time that we've known each other that I have not had your back? Huh? No, no, no. You're right. You've had my back. I've had your back. So when I joined Judgment Day, I don't know, and turned my back on the people that I love the most, just like Dominic did, I want no part of Judgment Day. Poppy is very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, Rhea.
factor than Judgment Day Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah, exactly. Look at this. Oh, oh what? We talked about this Wow. Is what worry about not just Damian Priest, not just Finn Balor, but Rhea Ripley on the outside. Well, if Rhea too. wasn't already spoken for, I might have just fallen in love. Oh, you're sick. That's tag is made. Priest now legal. It's an already compromised riddle. Leg across the chest. He is limp. This should be over. Just in time. After the interference of Seth freaking Rollins. Oh. Thunder is choke slammed by Priest. And here comes the dagger. Coup de grace right through the chest to the cover. Yet another win for the Judgment Day. Here are your winners. The Judgment Day. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. 
Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Say that he likes it raw. Keeping it dirty down to the floor. See, my name is the ODB. And I'll beat your ass For the ladies who know me Tell them who the fuck I be For the niggas who know me Tell them who the fuck I be My style comes down on you like rock Sitting on the dock of the By the dock I'm by the flock By the break, by the block Got East Coast lockdown, padlock My two niggas be all on down By the flock, flock, flock Baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take it away. Off on the natural charge, bomb for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. Who tank killer bees on the swarm? Rain on your college ass disco yeah. dorm. For you to even touch my skill, you gotta go oh. to one killer bee, and he ain't yeah. for the kill now. Chop yeah. that down, pass it all around. Lyrics get hard, quick cement to the ground. For an EMC and any 52 states, I get psycho. Killer Norman Bay, my producer slam. My flow is like, bam, jump on stage, I think I did that. Yo, y'all know the lyrics. Come on, sing with me. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take it away. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PWC Monday Night Machismo. I'm your host, Jimmy T. My host is back as he is every week. Evil Dose, Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to the Machismo. What's crackalacking? I'm bringing the machismo here to the world. Hello, world. The world is watching and listening. Yes, exactly. We, and they sure are. We're everywhere, Jeff. From Saudi Arabia to to even uh, the Canary Islands, dude. We're absolutely worldwide. Are we the crown jewel of Saudi Arabia? We could be. Absolutely, are we, the we could be. Gone? You know what's funny, actually, dude? We're getting a lot of downloads for whatever reason from russia even ukraine and and the like man so uh yeah yeah i mean who would have thought 
We're I everywhere. Just the whole show. I just put a show up on the on the PWC about Ukraine. You did. That's as a matter of fact, you did, and you can check it out right here at the PWC Network. Well, Jeff, it's Monday Night Raw. We're talking Raw. It's the Monday Night Machismo, and um, let me just say one thing, man. Please. As Triple H bit off too much than he can chew. Are we giving him too much credit, or is it time we start to criticize him a little bit? I definitely feel like it's time to criticize him a little bit. You were on Hammerlock Hangover with me. You were my side piece. You were my co-host. So That's you know right. that I was raising some some things over the weekend. There were things that, uh, that I was starting to see. Nothing to panic about. Nothing to go yellow light, yellow light, you know, alert, alert. Um, but... I didn't feel like this Raw was particularly good. The wrestling was good. The wrestling part of it was pretty good. But the show itself, it's built around two factions that nobody really cares about. The only one who you might call a star that's on the show is Seth Rollins, who is, I mean, I don't care what people say to me, but as time goes on, he's going more and more into dad bod mode. And he looks like, as, as more and more fans love him more, the IWC embraces him more, I see a, a direct inverse proportion with his physique. And I, I have a feeling that it goes to my theory of IWC nerds like relatable wrestlers. So they like Seth Rollins more now because he's not in shape. I mean, he's in better shape than me. He's in better shape than the average guy down the street. But he's like, if you went to a, into a gym, you wouldn't look at him twice. I actually agree with you. I totally agree with you. I've been saying that for a while now that he's going into dad bod sort of mode i mean and he's and he's not even i mean he's got a hairy chest too hairy stomach i mean you name it he's got hair everywhere and he's not as big as he used to be he's getting lazy he's, he's definitely getting lazy he's the same size it's it's different it's just it, it, listen i i weigh the same as i did four years ago it's different weight <laughs> it's not in the same places <laughs> <laughs> good point that threw me off I mean, well, yeah, I mean, look, whatever, he still looks good. (laughs) (laughs) He still still looks good for what he is. We'll give him that. I mean, come on, let's be honest. He still looks okay, but I think he should start working out a little bit more. Does he look good for what he is? If what he is is supposed to be one of the top five wrestlers in the world, does he look good for that? No, I don't think he does. Does he look good for a guy that's on MLW? Maybe. Does he look good for a guy who shows up at your local indie? Probably because of his work rate. But does he appearance-wise look good? No, I don't think he does. <laughs> if he put oh, half boy. as much attention into his body as he did into his wardrobe choices. No, I agree. You're right. And, and his wardrobe choices, even though they're a little out there, they're still pretty great, in, in my opinion anyway, dude. Well, they, they, whatever it is he's going for, he's going for ostentatious, like completely outrageous, attention-grabbing, obnoxious, crazy outfits. He's putting a lot of time into not just thinking about them, but where to find them. Like, at least I understand they have a costume director and they've got people available there, but still, he's getting those things tailored and altered and he's choosing, like, he's spending time on that. Go back to CrossFit, comma, Jesus. Like, go, 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 go do it, but... Yeah, I didn't think the show was particularly good, and SmackDown really, really was. Um, and this is during Monday Night Football time, so you know, 
you know, the, the, the numbers were down viewership-wise. And I was like, yeah, of course they lose to football. Why? You know, I'm sure if you go back 52 weeks, it probably went down the same percentage-wise. But last year, when it was football time, it went down. It was probably 1718. Now it's 1516. You know, they're still losing 10, 15% of the viewers to football, which, by the way, it's only 10 or 15%. So stop with the wrestling fans or sports fans. No, you're not, you nerds. Um, <laughs> but, um, this is this is you know 1.59 is is not good in any year especially you know go go in you know when you're trying to sort of rebrand and build on some excitement this this show honestly lost a lot of not lost but it it plateaued some of my excitement especially after what was a really solid smackdown well i thought the first hour was solid after that it dipped in my opinion just the first hour was good to me like in my opinion the rest of the show just meh. I thought sort of thought the whole thing was meh. I mean, listen, the first hour, most of half of it was uh, Bobby Lashley, you know, my bromance versus <laughs> Seth Rollins. So I, I you know, I, I don't have too much to complain about there. The the result was predictable. The means of the result were predictable. But again, I mean, there's too much Seth. There's too much Judgment Day. There's too much damage control. And oh, both the same thing. The same thing. We're, 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 we're running this show. It's this shaky. Show, show, show. It's shaky. Did you mention Lashley? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. We Shit's don't about to get fall. earthquakes in Maryland. Okay, same in be, Melbourne. It must, it must be an act of the Almighty. <gasps> oh, no. Here he is. Whoa. Oh, oh, no. oh. Oh, anyway, this is embarrassing. You, <laughs> you were saying anyway about Lashley in the first hour. Yeah, I mean, the match was good. Lashley retained. I love Lashley. Everybody should know that by now. If you don't, you haven't been watching me or following anything I say. Uh, I mean, basically, if if I could be his shadow, I would. I mean, you know, it's. it's um, so this match was fine, but the, the show mostly went downhill from the, from this point forward, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, yeah, for like I said, for me the first hour. But anyway, WWE Monday Night Raw comes waltzing back into our lives tonight for the September 19th, 22 edition, as we come from San Jose, California. You know, wow. so I mean, the Shark Tank, Saint Joseph, Jeff, Saint Joseph, exactly. Well, yeah, in English. Jose, Joe, same thing. You're right. Absolutely. Well, we do start off, as you were saying, Jeff, with the first matchup of the evening. And it is for your WWE United States Championship between Bobby Lashley, your champion, versus Seth freaking Rollins. I feel like this should have been the main event, but I felt like the match could have been a lot better. I will say that. Yeah, it, it felt a little slow. Um... You know, they, they took their time. I, I thought the match was fine. I mean, but it was a 25-minute match. I mean, that includes commercials, but that that that's a lot for Raw, and that's, you know, fully one-sixth of the show. And I'd say that was a little bit too much. And, and especially when we all knew that the end was going to be Riddle cost Seth the match. And that, of course, Riddle cost Seth the match. And that's what it should be. I mean, Lashley keeps winning, but he's not win like. Before when they had him winning, he was dominant. 
it, it's weird when they when they position him as a heel or then sort of a tweener. They'd have him win dominantly most of the time when if he needed a little help from MVP, they they got it every now and then. Sometimes Cedric would interfere or whatever. Um, now as a face, it's like like he's winning, but it's like no, nothing feels important because he's not winning. The other guy's losing. The other guy's losing because he's distracted by Dexter Loomis or now it's Matt Riddle or whatever. So, yeah, he's winning. There's nothing to complain. He's got the belt. He has a long title rank. But ever since beating Austin Theory, I mean, I'm not sure that he's really had... I mean, he's killed the Miz a couple times, but, you know, there's always the Dexter Loomis thing. So, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say they're doing my man wrong because they're not, but it just feels like the, the title doesn't feel important. And even though you're making a lash against Seth Rollins, arguably one of your bigger star in the companies, I'd argue that he's not. But... Um, it didn't feel like an important match because you, you know, it's so like AEW. You, you you knew what the result was going to be, and in fact, it's exactly what the result was going to be. Um, and they sort of told you by the placement of the match on on the show, opening it up. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. Let's be frank. They've done our boy Lashley wrong since he's won that United States Championship, and especially since he won that matchup at SummerSlam against Theory. Because, yeah, sure, he's winning matches, but what have they actually done with him? Nothing. He's just there. He's just winning matches. There is no storyline with him. There is no substance. There's nothing. It's just, he's just there. There's no As interaction like, with MVP. Nothing. There's nothing with almost. He had some sort of, uh, you know, detente with Cedric. Nothing about that. We don't even see Shelton. He's in witness protection. Apparently, him <laughs> and Dijek are hiding where Bo Dallas hid for three years. I mean, I, I, I you know, I when he first had the u.s belt and even before that like it felt like it was almost a demotion for him like like he should be challenging for the the world title even if he wasn't going to get again like he felt like the most realistic contender for roman reigns on the roster right now and you could you could you could take that you know into road to wrestlemania and and you'd have some cool matches and and some storylines nope i mean i get trying to elevate the u.s title but are they really though, Jeff? It started like it was, but now it's sort of, again. His his the person who's losing, they're losing. It's their story. It's like NWA booking. Nobody's winning. And by the way, they do the same thing in NXT. This is Triple H and Shawn Michaels' motif. People don't win matches usually. Somebody loses it for the person that they that they don't want to win. Yeah, and it's sad because he deserves a lot more. As a matter of fact, I felt like he looked a little annoyed when he was coming out to the ring during his match in my opinion and if that's the case i don't blame him i mean he's just there he's just stagnant right now and how can you not know what to do with someone like bobby lashley i'm like come on man like really i i don't know i mean if they don't want him to work too hard they should be trying to book him into the mcu or the dcu well there is there is no dcu anymore so it's just the mcu um you know uh, Maybe, maybe, what, what's Marvel's version of, of Superman, like Hyperion or something, or Gladiator? Have them take one of those, one of those roles. Although I will say though, and I don't know if this has anything to do with it, Jeff. When he did come out to the ring, he seemed like he was limping a little bit, but trying to hide it. If that makes any sense. I just think his muscles are so big he can't walk like a regular person. <laughs> that's that's a good point, also. But whatever is going on, chips. 
Push fucking Bob with you, man. Come on, man. Yeah, be honest, if you want to do a challenge with where where it's like squash matches, stupid boy, you get dummies like R Truth or Tozawa coming out, and it's their two and a half minute matches. That's fine. And then we have one one of the surprises, you know what? And and if you want to have someone listen, I always bring up this guy because he's not doing anything. He's on the raw roster and hasn't been released. You want to bring Dijak back, a Dijakovic back? He doesn't win, but he goes toe to toe. One of those twenty win matches where he, you know, he he gives it everything he got and still loses in the end. So the crowd get you know feels respect for him. You know, regardless, you can try one of those things. I don't know if it'll work with Dijak because he's too funny looking, but um, but with some. You know, just put put in whatever wrestler you want to be featured that is not being featured on WWE right now that may or may that's either on their contract with them or could be. I agree, but fuck Dijak. That's, that's all I have to say. I mean, fuck Dijak. You want to be Bobby Roode? Make it Bobby Roode. Whatever. I mean, there, there's, <laughs> there, there's people that we've all forgot about that that that's, that they have on their contract that they could do something with. Veer hasn't been around. Have a big Fuck beer. Here too. I'm glad. And I called it. I said this is exactly what was going to happen eventually. And it's exactly what we got. We both said it's like, look, you, at some point he has to take he has to take offense. And at some point he's got to lose. And at some point he's got to speak. And once you do that, you have nothing. And I cannot believe that, that AEW is doing a better job with it. But they're putting Hook into stupid gimmick matches, you know, with Action Bronson. So it's not much better. Here, they've just taken them off TV. <laughs> uh, yeah well at least with hook you still see him you know what i'm saying they're still trying something whether it's good or not it's another story but at least they are still trying and you still Let's see him sangha oh. is the answer to every question you know how i feel i'm not even going to go there but you know how i feel i know right, you, I, I thought that you only couldn't take a indians that were under six eight seriously <laughs> i'm sure triple h feels the same way as i do just quietly <laughs> ah, just quite well well anyway back to that first matchup because matt riddle comes down to even the odds as rollins is distracted is distracted and turns around into a ready lashley and then lashley ends up winning by pinfall with a spear to retain his wwe united states championship like we we're saying decent match to start the show felt like a big fight feel it just didn't the match just didn't live up to the big fight feel that it felt like initially but that's just my opinion but we come back from commercial and we see damage control rolling up in the loading dock and are promised a championship celebration after the break. We so come exciting. back again. So exciting. We come back from commercial once again as we get a media hype reel for War Games at Survivor Series as damage control make the entrance driving a damage control branded golf cart, Jeff. What, nothing so status like a golf cart. Yeah. Well, they get in the ring and on the mic and talk up winning the tag titles. Bailey doesn't appreciate the booze and mocks the local sports club. Io Sky says they're in control now and speaks in Japanese as Dakota Kai talks at length about Bailey beating Bianca Belair and says she should just pack it up and go home already. Well, they're in control. They run this show. Woo. They damage control, Jeff. Damage control. Joseph thinks the same thing, but yet they're not in any conflict with each other. Huh? Interesting. True. Not yet. Anyway. Well, enter Bianca Belair because she comes out with Alexa Bliss and Asuka also as Bianca, as Bianca tells them off for running their mouth and says now they'll have to teach them some respect. Betty then chastises Belair <clears throat> for a lack of patience and says she needs to see the long game and the bigger picture like she does and they're not fighting again until she says so. 
She runs down Alexa and Asuka as mere accessories. And Bliss threatens violence. They bicker back and forth. Bliss challenges Bailey to a match and threatens to bite her as the heels get shoved to the floor. And that's that, Jeff. I mean, yeah, nothing much to really say. I didn't really like this segment. No, it's not. I mean, listen, I know people love Bailey. Some of them love her because she's a great wrestler. Some of them find her attractive. Some of them they're just into the ass thing. Uh, some of them love her for all of the above. Some of them have been following her for nine years. So, uh, you know, they're fashion. There was a, there was this crowd that's like, how could you? How dare you release Dakota Kai? I, I could see why. I mean, she's she's, she's she's you know maybe she's not a zero, but she's like a one and a half. Um, and I don't mean looks wise. I mean like in in you know presence on the screen. I like you, I, you know, uh, and this is fine. I just, this, this group, they've never made any sense to me. There's rarely been, there's only been the thinnest attempt to, to put any connective tissue and any logical reason behind them. They're not an intimidating group. None of them are particularly, like Bailey's the, the, the hoss of the group. I mean, there should at least be one heater. Um, and none of them are particularly good speakers. I mean, Bailey's good at the obnoxious thing when she goes full Karen and the ding dong hello thing, but that's not hello? a promo. That's a gimmick. That's like saying right. Chad Gable's a good promo because he goes shoosh, uh, thank you. He's not a good promo. That's funny. That's it, ding dong hello. But after that, she just sounds like anyone else. And the other two, I mean, listen, I, I, I like someone speaking in Japanese. That's great, but that only goes so far. So the other one needs to bring it home. They, you know, Dakota Kai, they need the. You know, you, you need the Ric Flair and you need the Arn Aronson, the serious guy who says, this is how we're going to lay down the law and the other one. And, you know, Bailey's got to be the, the woo one, the front person. And then, then you have the serious one saying, and this is how we're going to do it. And you can take that to the bank kind of thing. And they, they just don't have any of that going on. And they run this show and, and like Bianca should be afraid. Like, I honestly believe that Bianca has a pretty good chance against them three against one. Well... The way they've built them up, you've got a fair point, really. And you're right. They still her. haven't talked. She, she's, she's like Hercules. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's Hercules. <laughs> yes. Just for anyone that doesn't understand what Jeff meant, it yeah. does mean Hercules, the female version. Right. But in saying that, um, that's the problem, Jeff. They still haven't told us why these three are a thing, how these three even became a thing, and why these three are doing what they're doing in the WWE. I mean, they just, that's they lazy to me. But then they control SmackDown. And I guess if they showed up at NXT, they would control that too because those women's tag team titles can go anywhere even though there's now NXT women's tag team titles when they weren't before. So that makes zero sense. Um, I don't know. Anyway, this, this group, you know, they get three to four segments a night on Raw. And that's too much. And then you get three to four segments a night with Judgment Day. And that's too much. And it makes for a dull show, which is why they desperately need more people. Even if it's not new people. Listen, I like new people too, but that's a bit of a gimmick. But just put on, like I said, like I'm not saying Bobby Roode versus Shelton Benjamin would be an exciting match. But build something with them. And it, it takes seven and a half minutes. At least it's something different that we see that we haven't seen before have our truth do a show i don't need to see the miz freaking tv you know have our truth do something funny or silly and then then you know he gets beat up by somebody i i don't know but or maybe he beats up someone try something new for a change um but 
the show needs more variety. It's 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 too long to have the same people on so many times, especially people who have really no charisma, no real chemistry together, and and no real purpose. And like, I'm gonna to keep the show our show like a decent length of time. When I talk about Judgment Day, I'm just gonna try to talk about the essentials and say refer to what I said about um, damage control. Well, I just want to also point out. It doesn't feel like a brand split anymore. All the wrestlers are appearing on both shows now, Raw and SmackDown. It, I mean, at this point, are we even going to have a brand split, you think? I don't... Well, I mean, I don't really mind there not being a brand split. I, no, I neither really, do I. I prefer that, personally. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, they are talking about doing a draft later this fall, so they'll probably Before. need more of them, though it'll be more fluid, as storylines require. But I don't. I don't care. I you know, I want more variety, not less. So, you know, while they're trying to figure things out, but uh, you know, just having someone from SmackDown come on Raw and someone from Raw come on SmackDown is not creative to me. It's like I actually saw Kayla Braxton post something on Facebook today. She probably posted on Twitter too. But she said, "I'm really enjoying all the the creativity that, that's showing up on on WWE," and I'm thinking to myself. It's not really creativity. We're not really seeing anything creative. They're just they've just released a lot of the dopey restrictions. Like the your people yeah. can look into a camera. There's more freedom in, in in the promos. The language isn't as scripted. The 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 commentary doesn't have to be as scripted. The promos aren't as scripted. The matches the, the wrestlers could put their own touch on it. So yes, are we seeing more creativity? Sure. But it's nothing unusual. I mean the storylines are the same, the characters are, are the same. Not you know, so we're not seeing we're not seeing creativity coming from creative. We're seeing creativity from the talent, which is fine, but that only that, that's only new and fresh for so long. Absolutely agree 100%, Jeff. Well put. And it's true. <laughs> what creativity? That, this is lazy, if anything. But if they want to call it creativity, so be it. So be it. Well, let's move on to the second matchup of the evening, Jeff, because it is Austin Theory versus Kevin Owens. Now, on paper, this looks like a great matchup. But um, it was all right. It was good. It was just, this match was good. This, 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 this was probably the best wrestling match of the night. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. But we do get Johnny Gargano at ringside. ringside. He takes the Money in the Bank briefcase. Right. Theory is distracted. Owen hits the Cannibal Senton off the ropes, and then Kevin Owens ends up winning by pinfall. And there you go. The pop-up power bomb. It's yeah. the same thing. The guy who wins doesn't really win. The guy who lost was distracted so that someone else lost the match run. He lost. The other guy didn't win, which in this case is fine because it's Kevin Owens. He he took L's for a long time, so he needs to build up some wins. And it's theory, and he's got the money in the bank. So for, for him, you know, as long as you have that money in the bank, you can take as many L's as you want, and you can still be relevant. But the thing with, like, they, they could have had, you know, the – you know, I know it's a tough choice. What do you do? Lashley's got the title. Seth Rollins is supposed to be great. Um, you know, you don't want to make either one of them look weak. But you know, I, I you know, AW doesn't do DQs, but WWE does. And Riddle could have run and attacked Seth Rollins, and it could have been, a, you know, a, a no finish. One hundred percent agree with you. Um, anyway, after the matchup, post match, Gargano gives a briefcase back by dropping it into Austin's groin. We get a recap of Judgment Day offering Matt Riddle a spot in their faction. His rejection. By, by, by the way, let me just like Gargano. Even his haircut's boring. 
I've never been the biggest Johnny Wrestling fan personally. I get it. Everybody loves him for whatever fucking reason. I get Later. it. He's like an underdog. Right. But come on. I mean, he's going to become no more than your upper mid card in WWE, and that's it. In my opinion, yeah. on the main roster. They have more interesting people who can be underdogs than the younger. I mean, Wesley could be your perfect underdog. Yeah, if he wants to play that Rey Mysterio type of um, uh, underdog, would be good. What else could he do? Well, yeah, that's it. There's nothing much more he can do. But you're right. Um, Anyway, as I was saying, we get a recap of Judgment Day offering Matt Riddle a spot in their faction. His rejection thereof and his loss to Finn Balor from last week. As Matt Riddle is interviewed backstage, he says interfering in our opening contest was just a little taste of what he has for Seth Rollins, and he's going to make him pay. He wants to help Rey Mysterio get sweet vengeance tonight and says Judgment Day just like the goth kids from South Park, Jeff. Really? I don't don't know what to say. This, This whole thing with Judgment Day trying to recruit Matt Riddle didn't make sense to me before. He wants to help Ray, sure, whatever. I mean, the only part of this I liked is that he said, Finn and Priest, they used to be pretty cool. I mean, that that, that literally, that's the only part of this I like. Hmm. I agree. There's nothing much for me to really say that. It's the same shit week in, week out with Judgment Day. Anyway, we get a recap of the build for Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel, Jeff. Need Randy Orton back so badly. I never I thought I would to. say those words. It's true. The Brawling Brutes then make their entrance as Sheamus gets on the mic. Pete Dunne says he's, it's fight night and Ridge Holland says they're going to win the tag titles by smashing the Usos and they'll run the tag div- division. Enter the Street Profits. They get on the mic and congratulate the Brutes on their number one contender's win and introduce themselves before saying they may have beat a bunch of other teams but they've never beaten them as Ridge challenges them to put their money where their mouth is and the Profits get in the ring to whoop their ass. And then we get the matchup between the Brawling Brutes, Pete Butch Dunn, and Ridge Holland versus the Street Profits in Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Go for it, Jeff. So it turns out that people who drink a lot of beer, they don't bring smoke. They they bring, like, bubbles. Uh, and apparently the Street Profits might have wanted the smoke, but they, they don't want the pints. And the Brawling <laughs> Brutes won. This match wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but the Brutes won, which probably people think of as an upset, but they have to win because they won the number one ta- the number one contender's shot, and they're going to face the Usos this week, so they had to beat the Street Profits. Sort of a, stra- uh, a shame for the Street Profits because they're another team that's sort of meandering. You know, were they going to break up? Then it was pretty clear they weren't going to break up. Were they going to turn heel? Then it was pretty clear that the new creative wasn't going to turn them heel. Uh, you know, they're... Then they put them with Drew McIntyre, and they sort of put them with the face du jour, and they're not exactly sure what do they 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 stuck them with Hit Row, and I, I feel like the Street Profits are almost like the Adam Page of of the ta- of tag team. It's oh, like that's a bit harsh. Come on, it, they'd be it, better than Hangman. Well, hear me out. They're, they're sort of meandering. They were sort of near the top of the card. They're sort of always around, but they put them with people to try to elevate those other people. But it's like those other people sort of bring them down to their level. Um, in any event, they had to lose. Uh, you know, I, you know their their story isn't now, I, I guess. Um, but I don't think anyone should fear because I don't think the Brawling Brutes are going to win this week, though. How they don't win is the question. And listen, I wouldn't mind seeing Sheamus and and, and the Brutes in the, in the program with the Bloodline. Of course, they're outnumbered five to three. That's okay too. Uh, 
but maybe oh, Drew comes back. I don't know. You know, there's all, there's all sorts of uh, British things. Maybe Wade Barrett comes in for, for war games. I don't know. Five on five. No, that won't happen. But Harry like Smith. Said, Harry Smith's available. I know they've been talking to him. <laughs> That's true, but why fire him? They just had him recently. But anyway, like you said, the a, bullying... a different they fired him. Whatever the case, the brawling brutes end up winning by pinfall with a kick-assisted power slam. And uh, yeah, you're right. They're not going to win the tag titles, which is a shame. Because I think they've got enough momentum to actually be your champions. Even if it's just a, a short-term, one-week like reign, I'd be happy with that. And then the Usos end up getting it back before Crown Jewel or something. Mm. But... No, then people no. will complain because they're hot-shotting the belts and whatnot. No, I don't care about hot-shotting the belts. I, I just don't think you do it for the team of Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland. Now, if you did it for if Drew and Sheamus reunited, I wouldn't mind that. You know, they have a three-week reign or something like that or a month-and-a-half reign. That'd be fine. And, and they could tie up. They can tie into a storyline like that where, you know, uh, Jimmy's he does sort of join up. Sorry? You were sort of you were oh, sort of freezing or delaying a little bit, but you're you're back. Damn it! Uh, uh oh, Jimmy's Pizza, best gyros and pizza in Australia. Come one, come all, Mel- Melbourne's finest. Jimmy T stands for tzatziki. That's tzatziki sauce. You want gyros? You want euros? You want moussaka? You want baklava? <laughs> We've got it right here for you. Oh, hummus is second to no. Oh, you're back. <laughs> yeah, no hummus over here, actually, Jeff. I don't, I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of hummus. Just quietly, well, we're selling it at, at, at Jimmy's uh, Greek carryout. So we deliver. I'm not saying that's true, but uh, yeah. And Jimmy's seafood in your neck of the woods, actually, Jeff, in Baltimore. I and know. It's great. Yeah. So and it's a Greek place, just quietly. But anyway. Listen, I've, I've offered, there's, there's a couple of wrestlers that I have sort of semi-relationships with, like, you know, one a little bit more than the other. Uh, and I'm like, oh, let's meet up. I'll, I'll, I'll buy you dinner at Jimmy's. They're like, nah. You're, yeah, not they're probably person. sick to death of it. That's why. Yeah, I think they just don't want to hang out with me. But, you know. <laughs> well, they're sick of Jimmy. I don't know. But anyway, uh, we get a recap. I was saying before I was really interrupted by the internet. Maybe. If, well, you know, you, if it is the restaurant, and guys, if you're listening, you can counter-propose a different restaurant. I'm not married to Jimmy's. Jimmy's is just the wrestler's place. Well, it is. And the guy that owns the place is a big fan, obviously, right. and was a former Baltimore Ravens player, apparently. Uh, he got drafted, but he'd done his knee pretty bad. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so he couldn't yeah. play football anymore. But he's got a lot of friends at the Ravens still to this day. Hence you ride out to Volo for some nice Italian. You, you, you want five guys and fries? You know, I'm flexible. Absolutely. Absolutely. You will get all sorts of celebrities walking into that place, no doubt about it. And now I have to get a phone call. Even better. Of course. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop with me, does it? You want chicken or lamb? I want tzatziki with that, Jeff, as a matter okay, of fact. Okay. Well, that's right. what the T and Jimmy T stands for. <laughs> Jimmy Tzatziki, absolutely. I did want to say that uh, I was saying you could, you know, interwine Drew McIntyre into this storyline where they get together eventually. Everyone's happy. You know, everyone will be cheering along and then they win the tag bouts eventually. Sure. Why not do that? They're not really doing much with Drew anyway. Right. And you, and you could you could even have something where then the brutes get jealous and they turn on them and, you know, and... 
you know, maybe there's a little hot shot in there before the Usos get their belts back, or you know, maybe it's not the Usos, maybe it's Solo Sokoa and Sammy, or what I don't know, what, whatever it is. I, I'm not really opposed to hot shotting belts, especially after you've had people who've held titles for more than a year. Fair enough. Well, yeah, that's true. At this point, fuck. People will always complain anyway. There'll always be something to complain about. But anyway, yeah. as you said, the Brawling Brutes win by pinfall with a kick-assisted power slam. As we get a recap of Edge giving Dominic Mysterio his receipts last week and the beating he got from Judgment Day in the aftermath. As Rey Mysterio then is ba- interviewed backstage, he says if he knew how resentful Dominic was, maybe he could have saved him from Judgment Day. No, you wouldn't have. All right. Stop it now, Ray. And Edge may be sidelined for now. Yeah, no, stop it, Dominic, you spoiled little fucking brat. True. Fair you, enough. You've I'm never saying. had to do anything your entire life, and clearly you haven't put much effort into learning how to look like a wrestler. So, <laughs> I mean, what kind of resentment could you possibly have? You're, you're, you're virtually talentless. You're dumb as fuck, and I know you're dumb as fuck because I used to talk Whoa. to you on Facebook. Um, you didn't even know what COD was. You said nobody uses COD. I looked up every major character do, carrier does COD, which is cash on delivery, because I wasn't sure it was him. And he's like, "Well, I, how do I get? No, I'm going to get paid." I'm like, "Well, when it's COD, the guy doesn't deliver it unless I pay, and I don't pay unless I get it." So you know, anyone could say that they were able to, anyway. And so he's a dummy. And by the time he's 22, he's in WWE. So looking like a string bean. So shut up, Dominic. You have nothing to be resentful of. <laughs> You're a character, man. Anyway, uh, but he continues on for now, but he can't be held down for long, and he just hopes his son will find his way back to his family. Why? Then Matt- Who wants him? You're better off without him. Your daughter's cute and appreciative. Buy her more Louis Vuitton shirts. There you go. Everyone be happy. Fair Fuck point. that kid and retire. He's 25 already, for fuck's sake. Anyway, <laughs> Matt Riddle then rolls up to ask him if he's ready to drop the hammer of justice on Judgment Day, and they walk off together to send us to the break. I wonder what they were doing, Jeff. Were they smoking a joint? Does he have a hammer? Does, does, does he think he's Thor? Does he think he's Zeus? I don't know. Does, does Zeus use a hammer or dispense justice? No, but, you know, they say Thor and Zeus is the same, same. I don't see it, though, Jeff. No, I mean, Zeus, and I mean, they just deal with the same kind of element. But, I mean, Zeus is an entirely different kind of dick than Thor. I agree Hercules are very similar. True. I don't even know why they say, why they even compare the two guys. And I'm talking about, or gods, should I say, and Thor. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, we come back from commercial as we get Johnny Gargano runs into Alpha Academy. He tries to brush past them, but they... They accost him over, over costing their close personal friend, Austin Theory, a win. Austin has something he will never have, and that's strength in numbers, because when you mess with Theory, you mess with the Academy. So I didn't even know that was a thing, Jeff. You know how school kids are. Shush, please. Thank Very you. Very clickish. <laughs> Very clickish. Uh, Kevin Owens then appears next to Johnny and says, actually, since Gargano had his back earlier, they have a problem with him too. Chad Gable proposes a tag team match next week. KO says he loves beating Chad in his home country. And next week's show is in Edmonton. <laughs> uh, Chad Edmonton? Gable's not from Canada. Isn't that Edmonton is not a game that's like tennis and volleyball where you hit those little birdies over and out. That, that, that's bad, bad, badminton, oh. actually, Jeff. 
<laughs> so they're back in Canada next week. Unless Kevin Owens is a friggin' liar. That's weird how they did that. But anyway, whatever. And you know um, he's not a liar. He hates liars. That's and true. you know what? He does. I'm starting to believe that he might be right because apparently Ezekiel has been taken off the WWE internal I roster page. Why. Well, I don't know. I guess he's. I guess he was too hurt. He had to early retire. I won. I wonder if the rest of the family is gonna is gonna get involved though. I mean, I told you he was Elias all along. He's just taking what? time off to grow his beard. All right, that's the only reason. It's the only reason there's, why. There's no resemblance. Fuck. What's his name again? See, I already forgot his name. Ezekiel. Fuck him. Thank God that's over with. Thank fuck. Anyway, wow. Gable panics and tries to move it to next week, but Ko isn't having. Isn't having it, and the match is on for next week, Jeff. Big whoop. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, we get Judgment Day making the entrance and get on the mic. As Rhea Ripley says, they took everyone in front of them out last week and proved once again that they run Monday Night Raw, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, they, they run Monday Night Raw. Damage Control runs Monday Night Raw. It's Monday Night Raw. Like damage Control. Yeah. I mean, why isn't Rhea wearing booby shirts? I mean, of, I mean, of one thing, if they're going to be boring as fuck, at least show some cleavage, baby. <laughs> well, everyone seems to have a weird fascination with her. Anyway, she continues on in saying that with Dominic at their side, no one will stop them, especially not his old man. As Dominic at their side. That's like having a pencil at your side. He doesn't even. He, can't, he doesn't even take up a. He doesn't even take up a door frame. Come on, Jeff. I'm sure they're. You know, they're, they're meaning it's clout. It's clout that they've got done. That's the only thing. Other I than that, it, it means nothing. I think it just means that whatever restaurant they go to, they already have a waiter ready for them. I guess they do, and I'm and I'm bet that the waiter's name is Dominic. That's exactly right because he's dressed oh, like a waiter. There you go. Gold to you, sir, in the racist Olympics. What? <laughs> How is that racist Olympics? The guy's in, he's in a black button-down shirt, black slacks, and a black vest. That's like that's I'm like that's like the, the waiter. That's like the waiter uniform at every Olive Garden known to man, and right. every airport hotel restaurant. And what nationality? <laughs> what nationality are these guys usually, Jeff? Dominic Mysterio is American. He's probably <laughs> never been outside of the country. <laughs> That's bullshit, and you know it, because we saw him outside of the country only a couple of weeks ago in Wales. I didn't. Well, I we did. Saudi Arabia, and there too, as a matter oh, of fact. Right. Sure. He's, been to, he's been to Wales and Saudi Arabia. That, that, that's it. Aside <laughs> from that, he's, he's born and raised in San Diego. Whatever, Jeff. Whatever. Anyway, Finbarl says Dom is a brave man, and Damien Priest says he loves him. Wait, wait are you suggesting that most waiters are Latin? You in the race system. No, 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 no. I didn't suggest nothing, Jeff. Don't put words in my mouth. You didn't suggest it. You said it. Outright. No, no I didn't say anything. I was just asking you a question, wait Jeff. Staff, a very diverse wait staff in the restaurants around this great country <laughs> of mine. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Absolutely. Anyway, he says he loves him and says he no longer walks in the shadow and he's now willing to fight his own battles, Jeff. Dom what tries to get on the mic. stand for? Preferred white chaps? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that shit, Jeff. <laughs> I, I, I should have looked at you before, like before I joined on. I, I didn't know where I was. 
you're unbelievable, Jeff. This is as much your network as it is mine. Don't say shit like that. Come on, Jeff. What the hell? Prefer white chaps. Like, oh. seriously? Really? <laughs> like, really, Jeff? <laughs> I'm just going. I'm just I'm just picking up the thread that you're, that you're laying down. Anyway, I'm going to pretend I never heard that. As Dom tries to get on the mic, but the crowd boos him to hell, and he has trouble getting started. He says he couldn't be a producer to be standing... We, I mean, prouder, not producer. I don't know why I said producer. He couldn't be more prouder to be standing with his new family and his real family, that is. Yeah. The Judgment Day. The Judgment Day. Right. Finn asks one of the ringside photographers to take a family photo as Rey Mysterio and Matt Riddle make the entrance to send us to the break once again, Jeff. Awesome. I so awesome. The so, so, so much charisma, so much energy between them. Charisma. They, they all fit together so well. I mean, this, this looks like a... <laughs> A <laughs> Facebook user with a pal. He prefers mm-hmm. assless chaps. Good point. You probably he's talking don't. about you. Jeff, he's talking about Dominic, and I'm oh, sure. Are you sure? I don't know. I'm not sure, actually. Who uh, are you talking about, Facebook user, for yeah. Christ's sake? Yeah, sure, Facebook user. Because I can um, picture Jeff in chaps. Especially arseless chaps. Listen, I told you, you have to join my Patreon if you want to picture me in chaps. Yeah. Isn't that with Drew Yari? My OnlyFans. That's his Uh, Patreon. Oh, whatever. Aren't you part of it? And he's not even paying you. No. Well, no, he's not. In fact, I'm paying him. I'm one of the Patreons. (laughs) Oh, look at this shit. Ah, see, I told you it was about you. Wow. Who are you, Facebook user, you prick? The listeners are with me. Who was that? I don't even know who the hell that know, was. Oh, it was the professor. It was oh yeah, see the professor. It was the a professor, highly prof. intelligent, erudite, magnanimous, glorious individual. No, no, not not glorious anymore. Not 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 to oh, me oh, anyway. Chabelle I'll get you. Vera I'll Cruz get you. Heard the Vera Cruz coming out of your mouth, and he understood <laughs> the four one one right there. You understand that, hijo? I'll get you, prof. Hermano? I'll get you, man. I'll get you. Anyway, let's move on, shall we, Jeff? We because shall. as as I was saying, we got Judgment Day in Damien Priest and Finn Bello versus Matt Riddle and Rey Mysterio. Uh, Judgment Day ended up winning by pinfall with a coup de gras from Finn Bello onto Rey Mysterio. Uh, and what, and this what led to this me. victory? Sorry? What led to this victory? What led to the victory? Yes. I was three, for three. three for three. Three for three for that. So meanwhile, Fightful, I don't know who, who who is Fightful any longer. I know Raj Giri sold it. So they, they, they tweeted, they said, another clean win by Judgment Day. You love to see it. What part of what part of clean win is is off of a distraction by out by the outside? <laughs> That's not a clean win, dummies. All right. So anyway, Fightful. so so we're three for three in distraction leading to the win if you want to call that clean fine whatever i don't and know dominic is just too. awful and those people were booing because they're booing not because they hate him not because he's a heel not because they buy into the character they like Rhea being the dominatrix that's it that's it's as simple as that they like big muscled Rhea who looks like she could actually crush him in her hands like a grape they like <laughs> her in control of him beyond that 
They don't hate him for turning on his father. They don't care. They, they would, they would, they would go crazy. And they, I include me in the they of the crowd. If she put, if she had him on a leash and made him crawl on all fours and had him go woof woof. Oh, you want me to scratch your belly, puppy? Oh, you like that puppy? <laughs> That's ruthless aggression. <laughs> Dominic has fleas. That's harsh. That's harsh. Maybe anyway. Bush, I don't need to get rabies. That might make him interesting. <laughs> Oh, and what do you know? He's on my screen right now, Jeff. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> anyway, perfect timing. You deserve anyway, better than that, Jimmy. I know, I, sh- I sure do. Anyway, we get a recap of the Miz and Loomis intrigue from last week as Miz and Tommaso Ciampa are seen walking backstage to send us to another break. As we come back from commercial, though, Jeff, we get Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle are brawling as referees and road agents try to pull them apart. Rollins tells him to name the time and the place, and Riddle, and then Riddle challenges him to a fight pit. What the fuck is a fight pit? Well, I assume it's the, the match he did with Timothy Thatcher in, uh, in, in NXT, where uh, he, he defeated Same Thatcher MMA. in the Lions Cage. I, I assume it's Same MMA. Like oh, is it MMA? Okay. Well, whatever. If it's that, 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 that could be cool. I mean, that, that's Riddle's rules. He should win that match. He needs to get a win back. To continue the feud though he said i'm gonna go crazy on your ass and they had a pull apart though it, it, it was barely a pull apart of that so you know he didn't really live up to his promo as to you know from earlier in the the night but um that's sort of raw in a nutshell for for this episode but it was fine i mean the fight pit that makes sense he, he picked the stipulation that's extreme it's an extreme rules match it's a feud that it's a blood feud good that's a wrestling story makes perfect sense yeah, I'm just sick of all the gimmicks. That's all. You know what I mean? Well, I get rule. it. That's supposed to be gimmicks. I mean, extreme Why can't he great. just say, right, but why can't he just say, you know, I want to face you in the octagon, you know? Like, let's go MMA. Just be normal, man. Don't need to put a gimmick to every fucking thing. Just say, I want to fight you in my fucking domain. You know what I mean? In a friggin' octagon or, I don't know, call it the hexagon for, you know, something Maybe. similar. I actually think the UFC has the term octagon. That's why trademark. I said hexagon. Oh, well, you know, yeah. TNA is the six has the six sided ring. So I'm going, well, you're TNA, man. You're copying TNA. Oh, fuck off. That's what I have to say. Anyway, <laughs> there's nothing the, wrong with it. It's fine. To all the wankers that think like that, eat a dick. Just this, is the, this is wrestling. That's like half the people that we're talking to. Absolutely. You're right. That's a good point. Anyway, we get Miz and Champa are in the ring to welcome us to Miz TV. The A-lister says he's a victim of a deranged madman and it was fine as long as Dexter Loomis was just interfering with his work, but invading his home is a step too far. He's yes, sick of- I agree. Miz was being sort of reasonable for the heel. Again, these, these strange reversal of roles, heel acting like a face and a face acting like a heel. <laughs> It is what it is, Jeff. It is what it is. He continues on by saying he's sick of always looking over his shoulder and relates a story about his daughter Madison's third birthday party a few days ago and how he punched a minion because he thought Dexter might be in the suit. He's going crazy. Sorry, Jeff. I don't blame him. He's traumatized. As you would be, right? I mean, shit. He continues on by saying he's going crazy and all people can say is, what did he do? But the question should be, why me? So he wants Loomis to come out of here now. Isn't it the same question? Man. 
like, what did I do and why me? Isn't the answer going to be the same? Self-pity, self-pity, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he says, come out man-to-man, face-to-face. He calls on Dexter as we see a Bowie knife pierce the mat and cut a hole in the Bowie ring. Knife. Whatever, man. I wouldn't no, call no. it a Bowie knife. With my accent, it's a Bowie knife. It's it's named after Jim Bowie from from the Alamo. You know, you can't change somebody's name just because of an accent. Well, sorry if I didn't know that part of history. I mean, shit. I mean, there's David Bowie and there's Jim Bowie. Danny Bowie, I know, is David Bowie. But anyway, let's just move on. He calls Loomis a weak-minded sociopath and says he's going to kick his ass next time he sees him. He wanders aimlessly closer to the hole. Dexter then pops up out of it, and the A-lister turns to see him. He runs away, but Loomis starts pulling him under the ring. Chumper manages to save him and stops Dexter from pulling him under in the aftermath. Miz then inspects the hole, and Loomis pops out of it, face-to-face sending the A-lister running as we go to a break. This is getting sort of dumb at this point. It's taking way too long. Well, the guy has a six-inch blade, and he's, he'll stalk you, but he's not going to use it. It's like Drew McIntyre with that dumbass sword and the, the Viking oh. Raiders who carry shields but not any other kind of weapon, or they throw down the shields. I mean, it's listen, he shouldn't be stabbing, but there should be some other way to, 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 to use the ring that, that it's not so easy. And like when the head comes up, I mean, if you're The Miz and you've been in wrestling for 20 years and, and you already know someone's there and the head comes up, wouldn't you just punch the guy in the head instead of like staring at it and and being frozen in fear but no we got miz you know your typical you know hollywood actor you know just bullshit stereotypical bullshit really that's what that's all he is plus we're not even getting a proper story about like when he first kidnapped him when did he release him like where was he and all this shit like we're not even getting told this it's getting comedic at this point jeff yeah no no there's no why we don't know why any of this is happening i mean it's sort of important as to why you think sort of i mean come on yeah i i mean you know if this is wwe you can have some sort of stupid thing revealed to us listen maurice has platinum blonde hair loomis has platinum blonde hair maybe Loomis, Maurice is his long lost sister and he never approved of the marriage. I don't know. <laughs> you know, if you something. can make Jason Give Jordan Kurt Angle's son, you can you can right. do that. You can make Hornswoggle Vince's son. You can, you can I'm not saying that's smart or good, but give us some reason. At least in the beginning when I was joking that he was he was attacking people who were attacking a, a uh, TNA people with like he was protecting AJ and Lashley and whatever. You know, if the next one was Bobby Roode, who was just trying to protect the TNA crowd, at least that would have made sense. It would have been lame, but this this is just meandering, and there there needs to be a payoff, and there can't be a payoff because he's not actually going to kill anyone, and they don't know why. I, I, there's no connection to the Miz and Loomis. I mean, I guess they can say that a year ago, when Loomis was supposed to be called up, the the Miz called in a favor and 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 put him on the list to be released, uh, which the Miz doesn't have that power, but I mean, it's going to be something weak like that if they even try that hard. Yeah, you're right, for sure. And it used, when it was Vince, we'd say they don't try that hard. But we do expect them to try at least that hard, if not better, with Hunter. I mean, yes, it can still play out, but I, I, I don't I don't see where it goes, which is fine if, if there's places to surprise. I just don't see where the surprise can be. I agree. 
We come back from commercial. Commentary hypes up next week's matches as we get Judgment Day interviewed again backstage. Again. Again. They say it's time to celebrate, but Dom makes like he has to check on his dad before saying he's kidding and he wants to go celebrate with Priest because he has a new mummy now. And that's and Damien says he'll kick Riddle's ass one more time next week. So he wants to celebrate with to go Priest because he's got a new mummy. Shouldn't he, he want to celebrate with his mommy? Not Priest? Or, do, or does mommy like to watch him and Priest? Yeah, maybe. This is, this is getting disturbing. It kind of is. And especially Listen, if they're not going to go down that route. If you know I'm what open-minded I mean. in theory. It's just the words that they say make no sense. This is That was not the implication. It's not the implication there's going to be a sex party between Dom and Damien Priest with Rhea Ripley watching and I guess Finn apparently, you know, uh, going off on his own way to oh. look at himself in the mirror. But 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 that's the only implication we could get from the words that were spoken. Make no mistake about it. I bet you them writing that that storyline together or whatever, that promo, they had no clue if it implies sexual shit or not. I bet you they didn't even see that until I, I, after the fact. I doubt they saw it at all. And maybe somebody who's listening to this will send it to them because this is dumb they need they need to find something right i mean right now this is like when the brood first came out and like before edge and christian knew how to cut promos and they'd be like ha 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 we drink blood ha 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 ha, ha. we're vampire <laughs> evil that's better the seth laugh is better this is so bad i mean like it, it's made no sense ever since the whole thing with edge and it, it still doesn't we still have the you know I already said the good thing about Dom and Rhea, but that's that's just because it's a stupid little sick little story that, that, that could be fun, just to see the, the the little guy tortured by the by the big muscle woman. Well, anyway, Finn stops him from them around the corner and asks to handle this himself, and he sees AJ Styles talking on his phone. He asks AJ if he's fading him, and Styles says they haven't spoken because Bella turned his back on him and joined the Judgment Day. Finn says he never turned his back on AJ and asks if there's been one moment he hasn't actually had his back. Stoles then admits he's right, but says he wants no part of Judgment Day as Finn plays the you-know-me card and says he's looking for a friend, but AJ seems to be looking for a fight. He gets into Stoles' face and backs off with a hug before saying the offer still stands and throwing up a two-sweet and leaving. What the hell, man? About time... I, they actually remotely know. tried to put that story together. Well, didn't they remotely try to put it together before they abruptly ended Judgment Day and had Finn join? I mean, wasn't it AJ and before Finn? Finn and before Finn. Right. right. Wasn't it AJ and Finn together who were losing to Edge and Damian Priest or, or you know, and Rhea kept getting in the way? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't I mean, first of all, in one scene, they're talking about how happy their new family is, and then, like, Finn needs a friend. What? If you're in this dark, gothic group that's a new family together, you shouldn't be running around the corner looking for friends. I mean, it's just it's just dumb. So they try to recruit with Riddle. That's sort of still going on there. Now they're going to try to do an agent. This is nothing. This is literally lazy booking for the NWA. Now, before we get into the main event, I just want to bring up all those Easter eggs with bunnies and Q- QR cards and whatnot. 
Um, people are thinking it's Bray Wyatt. I actually think it's Bad Bunny, Jeff. <laughs> Bad Bunny is interesting. I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, there was an hourglass, which indicates carrying cross, but I don't know what that, you know, is needed for. But carrying cross was the right, the white rabbit in Lucha Underground. His assistant right. was Paul London, so maybe they're going to bring Paul London to be like sort of a spokesman for him. I, I don't know. They've been talking about returns that nobody's expecting, but who would want Paul London? Like, who remembers Paul London, really? Um, wasn't Didn't Adam Rose have the rosebuds and have and didn't he, like, have a White Rabbit thing going? I mean, he's been yes. gone for a while, but, like, last I saw him, he, like, ballooned up into, like, this gigantic steroid guy. He almost looked like Adam... Brock, you know, uh, Braun Strowman rose. Um, I don't know what it is, you know, but it's interesting. I don't know what it is, and I'm curious. Is it Bray? I hope it's Bray, but, uh, you know, I hope everything's Bray. Um, I'll I'll tell you why it's Bad Bunny. First of all, we do get the bunny, right? Mm -hmm. Also, the date, which is this coming Friday, mm -hmm. and I believe SmackDown, but look at Bad Bunny, what he was wearing. Remember when he was wearing this, 2032? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Turn it around, you got 23. So you're going with the 923, if you take? Yes. But it, but this is 2020. It would be 0223 if you turn it around. And, or All you got to do is switch the numbers around. I don't know how you get to 9. I see how you get to 23. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the bunny part makes sense, but what are you going to put Bad Bunny on Crown Jewel's card? I can see that. To I mean, if that. they wanted Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns... I think that's enough, but uh, I don't know. Whatever. I, I, I hope it's something bigger than bad. I mean, I hope, listen, Logan Paul's enough for me to swallow as a wrestling fan to have to, you know, put it in. And he's put the work in, and at least he looks the part. But to have to swallow Logan Paul and Bad Bunny on a, on a like, probably what's going to be an eight-match card, that's that's too much to ask. Uh, you know, I understand with, with WrestleMania, you're, you're going to at least have one celebrity per night. I don't know. I, I, I would like something that, that's going to add to the wrestling continuity and not just be a celebrity appearance for a little bit. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I could be off. It could be Bray Wyatt, but I just feel like it's not Bray Wyatt. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure it's Bray Wyatt either. I, I mean, but I don't know. We're coming up on Crown Jewel. We're crown, coming up on Survivor Series. Uh, you know, there, there's... Plenty of times to make a big entrance. We got day one, so I don't know. The, the, you know all I can say is the, the the prior QR code thing, which was, I mean, led to no one guessing that it was the return of Zoe Stark, and nobody caring that Zoe Stark returned. So I, you know, the they're 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 playing with this with this like Da Vinci Code kind of, you know, what do you, what do you the call woke. it? They're woke now. Yeah, Jeff. like like this the scavenger hunt kind of kind of thing where you try to put clues together. This mystery box thing, it it, it wasn't so successful before. Maybe that was a test run. This was what. But am I interested? Yes, I'm interested. Do I do I have any strong feelings on on who it is? No. I saw Zero News say all you need to know is Lucha Underground, which leads me to believe it's more of Carrion Cross. But I don't know why it would be because he's already debuted with Scarlet. So maybe they're going to give him someone else in his entourage and you know paul london makes some sense it's not paul london dude hell no there's no That's... way that would bring paul london well, back. It well it wouldn't be the midget there were there were three of them there was carrying cross paul london and there was a midget 
<laughs> right, but it's not going to be Paul London, and it has nothing to do with Carrying Cross anyway. It, let's not get it twisted, Jeff. Well, there was an hourglass in the bottom. I mean, who who uses the hourglass? I mean, I know the hourglass is a universal symbol, but he's the one who's using it right now in current wrestling canon. So, but I don't know. I, I don't think it has anything to do with Carrying Cross too. I think that was just an unfortunate choice. Um, I don't know. Whatever. I'm interested. I hope it's Bray. I will say I hope it's Bray. I'm hoping it's Bray too, but I'm leaning towards Bad Bunny, but I could be way or, or, off Or too. something Bray related. Like if they bring back the characters like Rambling Rabbits no longer is now the White Rabbit, and then, then in another month they bring in Mercy, and then in another month they bring in, you know, uh, I mean, I think Alexa's coming, going back to be kind of Abby the Witch. Well, he doesn't need a serious That's, workout session. He needs he needs about two years of serious workout session. And, and we've been pretty much saying that anyway, yeah. over and over, week in, week out. need to get into shape. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Tom will tell Jeff, because let's move on to our main event. It is between Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. versus Bailey, Bay-Bay. Um, look, we, we're circling. Bliss goes behind for a sleeper, but Bailey shrugs her off. Back up for the sleeper. The role model backs her into the corner and slings her off overhead. Alexa then with a heel trip, stalking after her. Arm ringer, step over, knee drop, arm breaker. Another one and another big right. Bailey then comes back with some right hands of her own, choking Bliss in the ropes. Alexa turns her around. We get we got knees into the ropes, giant step and stomps. Bailey then knocks her to the apron with a pump kick as Bliss shoves her off. Slide under, jockeying for position. Bailey gets Alexa on the apron and smashes her knee right into the ring. As we get a cover off, sliding lariat. Action to the floor. Bailey lays the cover of the announced desk across the apron before putting Bliss on the table. We get kicks, sending her flying though as Alexa goes for it. Cannonball off the table, clutching her knee. Bliss can barely stand as we go to a break. We come back from commercial though, Jeff, as we get Bailey has an inverted half crab on, but Bliss fights out of it. We get a double lariat. The lights then flicker, though, as the role model presses the attack and chokes her into the ropes before working an inverted step over toehold. Alexa then throwing kicks for a comeback. We get a Natoshi into an an insult to injury. Nope, nothing, as after the cover. We get an inside cradle, still just two, folding press, trading near falls to no avail as Bailey puts on a belly to belly, a Bailey to belly, but blocked for the cover for two as kick connects Bailey to belly. Alexa Bliss then kicks out again, setting up top, looking for the avalanche, and Alexa fights out. Yoshi Tonic out of the corner, but still to no avail though, Jeff, as a folding press, feet on the ropes. Bianca Belair then knocks Bailey's feet off of the ropes as Asuka lays Dakota Kai out with a back fist, but a hip attack goes straight into the steel steps. Front kick from Alexa DDT connects, dragging her into a position as Kai runs interference and Sky knocks Bliss off the turnbuckles. Then we get a bulldog headlock as Bailey wins by pinfall with the rose plant. Three things about this match. Well, four. One. It wasn't particularly good. It wasn't particularly bad. Um, it's a little bit quick for Alistair Black, my friend. If the reports yeah, are true, he had a six-month non-compete. Uh, anyway, um, three things. This is like the Street Profits Brawling Brutes match where Bailey had to win, and so that means that Alexa Bliss had to lose. Number two, 
they kept making a story that she's sort of been meandering. She hasn't found her aggression, that, that she's not the same Alexa Bliss that used to dominate anymore. So they're definitely planting that story. Part three, uh, well, part, part 2B is that the lights flicker. I don't think that was an accident. And I think she's going to come back as, as Abby the Witch and find her way back in, in the Wyatt family. And the important part, number three, the only part that even though the face was kept beating down, Oscar was doing the one thing she had to do, and she was protecting Lily the whole time. She was covering Lily and holding her close. So Oscar, oh as Oscar kicked, nothing happened to Lily, and Lily's safe and safe and sound at home now. So good job, Oscar. Thank you for protecting our Lily. And I do agree with you, Jeff. As the Facebook user said, maybe Alistair Black might be behind the QR code. No, too early. But I don't think he's got a six month no compete clause, though, Jeff. I don't know about that. If that's well, fact, that's but. That was but what we'll was reported. See. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see if yeah. that's the case. But post-match, Damage Control puts Boots to Bliss and fend off a save from Asuka as Bianca Belair runs in and briefly takes charge. But the damn numbers game overwhelms her as Bailey lays her out with an elbow and hits the rose plant. And then Bailey challenges Bianca to a total match at Extreme Rules. And that's the show, folks. Pretty lame. Yeah, pretty lame. I mean, yeah, uh, two two factions. Neither one is particularly interesting. Uh, neither one of them is particularly gels. You know, well, it's not like we're seeing like you know the Horsemen working together or the Heart Foundation or you know a, a, any group that really gels together. Not a lot of charisma. Uh, and the rest of the show is okay. I mean, KO and Austin Theory is probably the high point. The high point match wise, Lashley and Seth was too long and a little slow. Uh, so this the show was very meh. I'm not seeing a lot of creativity. I'm, I'm starting. Listen, if if I didn't know Triple H was booking this thing, and someone told me Vince booked it, I would have been like, "This this is a typical RAW." But this is a typical RAW from seven or eight weeks ago. It's not a typical RAW from the last three weeks or so. And unfortunately, yeah, it's slow. It has slowly gotten back to mad after some excitement. True, that's true. Hopefully, things change ASAP, though. But you're right, we're at a period now where it feels like the same old shit again. But anyway, Jeff, in saying that, tell them where they can find you, man. All right, well, I've been remembering to my my uh, Twitter handle right there, so there it is. You can find me on these fine networks, oftentimes with Jimmy T, right here on the PWC. Uh, my non-Jimmy T-related wrestling podcast is Hammerlock Hangover. Episode 100 is uploaded, and wherever you can find fine podcasts, including the PWC, uh and uh yeah and and other places as well um and my non-wrestling podcasts are garden of doom sort of a cult esoteric theosophical historical pop culture ufology science fiction uh and garden views is sort of related but more topical oftentimes legal topics but things that we think that everybody would be interested we being me and the voices in my head so check that shit out. All of the shows are available on the PWC. Many of them are on the Hami Media Group. Many of them are on the Wrestling Soup Network. Occasionally, I might be on Channel Attitude. Uh, sometimes on the Skirmish. Sometimes I'm on, on, on Cage. Uh, I don't know what else there is. I, I can't think of anything else at the moment. Does the PW Hustle exist? If 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 so, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> oh, I'm, on, I'm supposed to be on Dollar Club Wrestling tomorrow night at, at seven. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm on Dollar Club Wrestling tonight. As a matter of fact, in under 30 minutes, I'll be on live with the boys from Dollar Club Wrestling. So look out for that because we'll be going live. Absolutely shout out. And uh, in saying that, 
please like and subscribe right here at the PwC network.podbean.com. Also at channelattitude.com where for five bucks you can actually hear me and even Jeff at times talking all things AEW, more specifically Rampage. And please like and subscribe at aminmediagroup.podbean.com where you can find Jeff's shows and some of mine and also at HMG via Channel Attitude. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T, here's Jeff Lippman and you've been listening and watching the PwC Monday Night Machismo right here on the PwC Network. See yous. Stable, my friends. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.